learning uh, Sota on the online. I see Sota. Story came up. It came up this week. All right, let's begin. Yesterday's daf was daf lamed al. Today's daf lamed hey. We'll do a review of yesterday's daf. Because today's have in mind that our learning should be schos for the ignorant Israel, and especially the people in captivity. They should be freed and safe and everything. Also, Lilinish was Yisrael Keshbel not from Gedalia, and also for a full shleim for Adas Basronia Bracha Bashashana, Tzvito Berchasha, Amy Bastvara, Sarah Basichaved. Um, Shoshana, uh, Shoshana, Golda, Bracha, Bas, Yalrina, also have a first name. And for the mother, yeah, okay, can you do that? Rivka Basara. Rivka Basara, okay. And with that, and the Tinoka, Tinokes, Tinokes, yeah, beautiful, okay. Also be healthy, and, and okay, Mazel and Bracha. All right, so what did we learn yesterday? We're starting our view at the bottom of the page on Daf Lamin Gimel Amin Base, three lines up. So uh, we mentioned um, this quote from the Brisa that uh, if the creditors uh, come and they collected the animal before, it doesn't matter whether the credit was, the debt was prior to the damage or the damage was prior to the debt. They, what they collect is nothing now because it has to come from the body of the animal. Now the question is, I understand if the damage was there first. So the, the damage has a previous lien, so to speak, on this animal before the, before the creditor. But if the, if the debt was there first, so then he has the previous lien, so then why shouldn't he get it? And even if you go out of order, isn't there a halacha that if a guy goes out of order and collects, what, you know, even though it's not his turn yet, what is in his hand, he, since he actually is owed the money, he's entitled to to keep it. Sigmar says, you're absolutely right. The reason why over here is different is because it doesn't matter. Even if he's saying, well, it's really my animal to take, so who cares? Your animal was the one who gored. <laughs> so if it was your animal, so then I have to get it from the animal anyway. It's irrelevant to who's the true owner of that animal. And that's why he always has a right to take it out of the animal, because it's the animal, so to speak, that pays the money. Okay. Took us to the next case. <coughs> you have the shard that's worth 200, that gores another one worth 200. Mm. Damage is 50, and went up in value, and now it's 400. But if it wasn't uh, uh, the damage of 50, it would have went up to 800. So uh, it doesn't matter. You always pay kishas according to the moment of the damage. What if it goes down in value? Um, then it's kishas What if the mazik animal went up in value? You pay still only kishas He's not entitled to a bigger share of that animal. But if it goes down in value, then it's kishas He only gets what is left in the mazik animal. So one step at a time. The Gemara wants to understand... Um, what's the pshat over here? What, so first step is um, the mazik increased its value. The mazik went up in value. You pay kishas anezek. Now that's going like Rabbi Shmuel because it doesn't matter that it goes up in value. It's just the debt that comes out from the animal. You don't have an actual <laughs> right into the animal. So that I understand. Problem is, is that when it goes down in value, then it's kishas and the, the amount that he owes is lowered based on what the animal is able to pay out, which is not fitting in with Rabbi Shmuel. That's going like Rabbi Kiva. So you're just switching sides to Rabbi Kiva. 
Reisha Rabbi Shmuel, the Sefer Rabbi Kiva, how could that be? So the says, really, it's all Rabbi Kiva. And the reason why, when it goes up in value, you only pay Kshasa Nezek, and he's not entitled to any of the increase in value, is because he fanned up the animal. So since you fanned up the animal, so that's the difference. Okay? So the Gemara says, <clears throat> if you fanned up the animal, then what about the first case? Went up in value... And now from it's up to four hundred, but it would have been up eight hundred. So if he fanned up the animal, why would you need to tell us that uh, he's not entitled to any of the extra? They're talking about the nizig animal. Of course, I mean he's not. Uh, well, I fatten up my animal. You should uh, owe me less. That doesn't make any sense. So the Gemara says the finish is that the ratio ain't a The only case that makes sense is if it's fanned up. Whether and it or not fanned up or it just went up in value regardless, but um, uh, and the purpose is the is the chiddush is that even though it went up in value, um, he still owes according to the time or the moment of the damage. Um, but the sefer is only makes sense is that when he fanned it up, <laughs> and that's why he pays um, um, only kishasanezek now. When the when the mazik animal went up in value, he's not entitled to anything extra because that whole increase in value is only due to his efforts in fattening up the animal. Okay, he said that if it goes down in value, it's kishasamadvedin. Why did it go down in value? If it's because he the guy worked the animal to the bone, so why can't the guy who the mazik guy say, "Look, you keep weakening the animal, and now I have to pay more"? That's not fair. <clears throat> You're working the animal to the bone. And that's increasing the amount that I'm going to have to pay. That's not fair. Sarvashi says that it was uh, because of the original wound that it went down. And that's the could say. Look, the horn of your, of your animal is still buried in my, in my animal's side. That's what's going on. All right. Which took us to the next case. Cases, you have two animals. Or is the mental stress is breaking the animal? <coughs> mental stress. Emotional damage. Right. The animal needs a service animal. Oh, that's a good one. That's See, a good there's one. There's some sharp people over here. I'm glad I was able to... It's such a good... No, I was able to, to start you know, be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, He's leaving. Soon. Okay, so so there's a, one animal worth 200, another one worth 200, and the veil is worthless. So Ramir says that's mamish what the Pasuk is talking about. You sell the animal that's worth that's alive, the mazik, <clears throat> split the money. Chatzu is kaspai. That's what the case is. So Rebuda says, that is true, that's the law. Um, and you fulfilled the Pasuk of Machris, Ashar Chai, Chatzu is kaspai. But what about the last part of the Pasuk? The Gamas Amesi you left that out. So really, what it is, is that uh, the case of the Pasuk, so to speak, is that the two animals, one's worth 200, the other one's worth 200, but the novella has value too. It's only went down to 50, and then each one takes half. They take half of the living animal <laughs> and half of the dead animal. So it's one and that's the each one. Each one is, each one is uh, walking off with the value of $125, and they're taking on a loss of 75 That's what's going on over here. Okay, and that's what the Pasuk's talking about, according to Rabbi Yehuda. So, Mar brings down. They have one worth 200, the other one worth 200. The veil is worth 50. 
One takes half the alive and half the dead. The other one takes half the alive one and half the dead one. And that's the Sharm of Betaira. That's Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Meir says, no, that's not what the Pasuk is talking about. The Pasuk is talking about where there's no value to the carcass and it just gored a one worth 200 and then it's Chotzo, it's Kaspai. So the question is, what does the Gamas HaMes mean according to Rabbi Meir? That's the question. So the answer is that, if, is that the loss of that Misa causes, that is split and comes out from the living animal. Okay, whatever the loss is, do that math, it's whatever it is, $100, $150, split it and it comes out from the animal that's alive. That's what it's trying to say. But we're not talking about the dead animal at all. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so Gemara says, wait a second, what's the I mean, this seems to be just, you know, you're making it a machlokas for no reason. Like, what are you accomplishing in the machlokas? Both of them are saying, how much do you pay? 125. How much do you pay? 125. They're basically saying you're paying half of the damage. So who cares? What is exactly the dispute between Remeir and Rebuta? That's Gemara's question. The answer is, practical difference would be is that if the Nevel goes down in value, according to Remeir, the one who suffers that loss is only the, the Nizak who suffers that loss because it's on him to sell his dead animal immediately and if he leaves it, it's on, he's the one who, su- who suffers that extra loss. The guy only owes him for what, you know, the value at the time of the damage up until that, that loss. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Rabbi Yehuda um, says, no, any additional decrease in value is split between the Masak and Nizak. That's what we're saying. So Abayi says, that's very strange. And if that's really what it means, then it comes out that the uh, Yehuda, uh Tam is more chamer than a mod. Because a Tam, because a mod, everyone knows that he only pays straight up what was it bef- worth before, what is it worth now. Um, and the Nevel of Amesi Elo, the guy just, the Nizak just deals with the dead animal, and that's it. And no, no additional payment if it goes down in value. And here, you want it to pay half or when it continues to go down. Now, maybe you'll say, well, <clears throat> what's so bad? So sometimes time can be more chamer. We do find that Rabbi Yudah is more machmir, interestingly enough, when it comes, we'll see coming up, in terms of watching the animal, you're responsible if you, even if you watch the tam, and it goes out somehow, broke out of the fence and gored, you have to pay the half damages. But once it's a mud, if you watched it even somewhat, even a little bit, your basic watching, you're, you know, um, you're not chayv if the animal goes out and gores. So it's like a, it's like a, so there's a, in watching, at least there's a, there's a chumrah to tam over mud. So the says that's not the same thing. That's when it comes to shmira, but as far as it's a basuk, but as far as tashlumin, there's no way. A mud has to be more chumrah than a tam, okay? In fact, we showed in the Brisa, or Buda says that if you have a short shava, one hundred zos, gourd another shore worth five slime, which is twenty zos. Okay, and the nevela is worth a sala four zos. Okay, so the damage was a total of sixteen zos. Okay, so that one guy is going to take half the living animal and half the dead animal. This is Buda's view, right? Half the living, half the dead. Um, and the other one's going to take half the living, half the dead. So they're going to split the one that's worth four. Each guy takes two. They split the one that's worth 100. Everybody takes 50. And then we got a very strange thing. 
the guy is uh, is is the the guy who got damaged is making more money than the than the entire value of his animal that was killed. Okay, and if the animal that gored it was a mud, all he'd be entitled to is the 20. is the is the twenty total a total of twenty. You know, subtract the four, the store, yeah. subtract the four, and you get sixteen. That's all he's getting, right? And uh, and now you're making him. Uh, he's, he's 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 hitting bank. He's going to get fifty-two at the end. He's walking off with a with a profit for being damaged. <clears throat> that doesn't make any sense. A mud it has to be a chumra, not a kula. So that's not what that's not the psakalach. That's not what you do. Um, so. Rabbi Yechelen says, you're absolutely right. That's not what the difference is. We reject what we said before. Really, the pshad is, Rabbi Yechelen says, that it's a, what if the nevela goes up in value? That's where it makes a difference. Who shares in the increase in value in the nevela? One opinion is, only the nizah gets that extra money. And the other opinion is, no, half of that money will go to the, <coughs> to the mazik. Because he has like a share in the carcass. Carcass, whatever cost of carcass, value of carcasses go up in money and value. He gained that money also. <clears throat> so the Gemara says, I don't understand. The Torah is very lenient, so to speak, on the mazik that he's entitled to some of the increase. Um, so what about this case? And this is another crazy scenario to think about. You have one ox worth five slime. And it, the cheap one, okay, it's worth only 20 zos. And it gores one worth 100. The nevela is worth 50. So the guy who owns the damaging ox is basically going to walk out with the profit also. Because he gets half of the mace, which is uh, 25. He gets, uh, he gets half of the chai, which is uh, 10. He made, uh, um, he made money here. Okay, he walks away from the damage. In with the profit, so how, how you talking, right? Each one's taking half the half the living, half the dead. Uh, that doesn't make no sense at all. So uh, how could it be that a mazik is niskar is pro, is profiting from the damage that he's making profit? It doesn't the pasuk say shalem yishalem bailem yishalem and they don't take. You pay, you don't take. So. Um, and and the volumary is you don't think that it's only where it's where. You can't make money because he's losing money. Even if it's in a case where they're both okay. making money, you still can't make money. Because uh, hmm. let's say the case is like this. You have a sh- one, one shard worth uh, five slime. Gore's another one worth five slime. And then an Avela shot up in value to three, 30. Okay? So um, so everybody's profiting here. But the half the profit is going to the mazik. No, no, no. He can't have the mazik making money. He always has to be on the pay side. And not on the not on the making money side. It can't be okay. Um, so he's not entitled to the increase in value in the carcass. <coughs> so now we got to understand. So what is Rabbi Yehuda saying? What? I'm sorry. Windfall for the. Yeah, otherwise it's a, yeah right. But okay, that the windfall for the nizik doesn't bother us. But a windfall for the mazik right. for damaging that bothers us. Okay, you can't do that. Sorry. So. The bottom line is, Rav Achabar Tachlifus at the Rava. Again, so um, if that's so, it, it, sometimes a time will be paying more than fifty percent of the damages. Doesn't the Torah say Machrus Hashar Chayv Chatzos Katzbo? 
So the answer is, is that Rebuta agrees, so to speak, with her mayor, that whatever difference is, that's what you're splitting. Not more than that. You know, in other words, the difference between what it was before and what it is now, that take that and he's entitled to that half of that out of the living animal, not more than that. Um, and that's coming from the Pesach, doesn't he use it to take half the, the carcass when it doesn't increase in value? The answer is, you're right, but there's room for both drushas because it could have just said, and here it's saying, that's, you're able to learn both things, and that's where we left off yesterday at the Mishnah on uh, Lamed, Dalet Lamed Beis,